Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Everybody, welcome to Game Ass. <laughs> I can remember which show I was doing tonight. I'm doing the Game Ass show here on the Off Limits show. Thanks for joining me tonight on the show. I appreciate you listening, taking the time out of your busy Monday morning, Sunday night slash um, day, and uh, taking some time to listen to the show. I appreciate it. Um, tonight we're doing um, you know Game Ass, where we talk about gay culture, gay news, gay music, gay 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 so if you're gay this is the place for you to listen um <clears throat> hopefully i'm not going to have issues with my um computer tonight i was going to reboot before i started the show but i have uh it seems like the memory is doing something weird so anyway hopefully it doesn't uh fuck it up but if it does i apologize i'll be right back but anyway um so welcome to the show it's uh by the way if you want to know more about me you can go to 
offlimitsshow.com. You can go to um, there and listen to shows from this past year, episodes. And you can also, of course, listen on Spreaker.com. Uh, you can listen live in either place. You can also go to Twitter and Facebook and like me in those pages, as well as on Spreaker.com. Like me there as well. Follow me. And, uh, of course, iTunes. So um, I'm all over the place. You can find me everywhere. So... I want to thank everybody who's been listening lately, and um, I appreciate it. Uh, and those of you who have um, just listening for, listening for the first time, um, I'm gay, and this is a gay show. So if you're not interested in gay topics or gay people, this is probably not the place for you. <laughs> but if you are gay-friendly or gay yourself, this is probably where you want to be. Anyway, so um, this week we've gotten a lot of things going on. Um, but the first thing I wanted to talk about was the um, – the, um, Bill Maher statement. There was a Bill Maher statement. A Bill Maher, Bill Maher, who has the show Real Time with Bill Maher on HBO, which I've watched uh, since he was on Politically Incorrect in the '90s. Um, whom I adore, love his show. He's his politics are almost 100 percent aligned with my own and his thoughts on things. So um, he's definitely someone that I look up to and admire. And he actually said something on his show uh, this past Friday. Um, about gays, and I wanted you to hear it. It's only um, 50 seconds long. Here you go. Okay. Uh, what do you think of the Mozilla CEO having to step down over his donation to Pro Proposition 8 Group? Yeah. The Mozilla, uh, which I'm wearing right now, by the way. I, uh, I didn't know what Mozilla was. I saw it on my computer, <laughs> but uh, it's it's Firefox, right? It's the, uh, yes, the browser. Yes, okay. So this guy apparently does not want gay people to get married, and uh, he had to step down. What do you think of that? The question is. I guess he gave $1,000 eight years ago, and it's come back to haunt him. Well, and he gave it when President Obama right. still was against gay marriage, so I don't think it's very fair. Good point. Also, uh, I think there is a gay mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if you cross them, you do get whacked. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> So, and a lot of people have been making a huge deal out of this, saying that that's homophobic or a horrible thing to say or whatever. First of all, Bill Maher is a huge gay rights proponent. He's never been against gay rights. He's always been pro-gay rights. And so for people to think that him saying that means that he's anti-gay is just ridiculous. This man is so completely not anti-gay. Um, He's so completely on our side. So that's the first thing to uh, say that he, what he said is, um, you know, offensive somehow. Um, however, his point was, um, you know, or the point of some of the people listening to the show specifically uh, was that the, um, the Mozilla chairman, the chairman, you know, the CEO whom recently took over uh, for Netscape, uh, for Mozilla who makes Netscape, not Netscape. Jesus Christ, I keep calling it Netscape. Firefox. Jesus. See, it used to be called Netscape, and I'm so old, I keep calling it Netscape. Firefox. <laughs> um, because he was against gay rights and gave a donation of like $8,000 like eight years ago or something um, to a Proposition 8 campaign uh, against gay marriage um, that he should step down. Now, I'm not sure if the guy, the CEO... Um, step down or he was being um, encouraged to step down because he gave uh, this donation specifically. I think he was being told to step down be for several reasons. One, because if you've given this donation to someone, uh, to an organization that's against gay marriage, that says that you yourself are against gay marriage. I mean, it's specifically 
given it to a specific cause against gay marriage, you obviously are not for gay marriage and probably not for gay rights, probably anti-gay as well, homophobic, whatever. And so if that's the case, um, that indicates that this man probably is anti-gay. Well, the company Mozilla, as I've said before in the show, is very pro-gay and is not, you know, as a whole, the people below him, so to speak, the people who were uh, the the employees have always had a huge pro-gay stance, the company as a whole. And so everybody in the company was against him saying what he said after he was interviewed about this, saying he was not pro-gay rights. It was anti-gay or whatever, um, anti-gay marriage, um, and so the company, the company culture as a whole, dictated that this man step down because he his belief system when it came to this particular issue was not in concert with what the company as a whole felt and believed. So that is why I feel it is justifiable and okay and correct for him to have stepped down. I think he did the right thing. And of course he was forced to step down, but I think that that was the right thing to do. However, some people are arguing that, um, that just because he gave this donation, you know, many years ago, he should, he shouldn't have to step down. And you're right. I mean, as the lady in the, um, clip I just played on Bill Maher had mentioned, um, president Obama gave, um, to, I don't know if he gave to the to organizations, but he specifically said at that time, I remember that he was not for pro, he was not pro gay marriage. And so should we make the president of the United States step down for the same reason? No. And the difference is one, President Obama no longer believes that he's evolved away from that thinking um, and away from his um, Christian upbringing uh, towards more um, liberal and more open views and accepting views towards people. And I think Michelle had a lot to do with it as well, apparently. That's what I've heard anyway. Um, and so because of that, he's no longer in the same mindset. <clears throat> this man still believes the same thing, and and he has not evolved at all. He has completely remained on the same course and, and still feels the same way about gay people. Um, and so that, that, that kind of makes me go into the topic of the gay mafia, which I wanted to talk about tonight. And there was actually, I still have the, the, um, <laughs> the, um, um, magazine, um, from 1993 or 1992 or something in that range. Uh, D magazine had an article called the gay Mafia, or excuse me, the, the pink mafia, um, meaning the gay mafia. And about here in Dallas and about how there's a lot of, um, and it's not just here in Dallas, it's all over the country, of course. Um, a lot of gays are very politically influential and um, uh, band together to make certain things happen. And therefore, that dictates them being a mafia. Well, I don't agree with that. And the reason I don't is because, first of all, you don't have a bunch of gay people. You know, a mafia is is a gang, essentially. A mafia is a gang of people that come together and, to intimidate and to harass and to um, harm people in some way or to get their way. And so that's why they're using that term, that terminology, mafia, to uh, call we gay people who band together for our rights uh, mafiosos. Uh, when in reality, you know, you would have to also call all the black people who are uh, the NAACP a mafia or the um, equivalent for the Latinos in the, the country, Latinas and Latinos in the country, or for women's rights or for um, art, autistic rights or for, um, you know, Parkinson's rights or whatever. I mean, people come together for a cause because it's important to them. And so just, just because people come together for a cause that doesn't um, dictate calling it a mafia. Um, what we call it a mafia is, is us going around and intimidating people physically and otherwise with our power 
to not do something or to do something that we want. Um, and some, and I do think that that happens in every political arena of any, any kind, whatever kind of political, um, slant you have or bent or whatever you're fighting for, you're going to have that kind of a, um, push pull with people because you're trying to change something. If you're trying to change something, you're always going to have, um, to do things in certain ways. And it doesn't advocate, I don't advocate at all doing things, um, by intimidation or whatever necessarily, but sometimes, you know, if it's on the right side of the law and it's the right thing to do, which of course is subjective, um, sometimes it can be okay with me. It depends on what it is. Um, but there's the truth behind it though, that there is a, the, the gay community as a whole, although we are fragmented and not really that united, um, culturally, even though people think we are, we are as a whole in terms of our rights, in terms of our political rights, politically, I think we are pretty well um, mobilized and we are all on the same page that way for the most part. And so because of that, you know, sometimes we are deemed to be a mafia. And there are people who do use those kind of tactics in any kind of um, group of people who use intimidation or blackmail or whatever to get their way. Um, when it comes to this Mozilla guy, though, I don't think that that's the case. I think the guy's you know, basically just not right for the company anyway and their company culture. Um, I think that it was right for him to have stepped down. Um, now, should he step down just because he doesn't like gay people? Well, no, I don't think necessarily. I think he should step down because, as I said, he's not in concert with the company culture, but also because um, he himself has admitted that that's how he feels. And this is in the day and age where you cannot run a company and discriminate against people openly the way it was once okay to do so, um, specifically against gay people. We gay people are now, as I said, mobilized. We have power, we do, and political power, and we have a lot of money because we typically don't have children and um, typically make a lot more money than most heterosexual people do. Um, and because of that, we are um, a power to be reckoned with. So if you're going to, it's just like Chick-fil-A when Chick-fil-A did the, uh, the whole, we don't like gay people thing, you know, we boycotted Chick-fil-A, um, as a, as a community, not every single gay person, obviously, but I mean, a lot of us did. I'm one of them who did boycott them and I haven't been back since and nor will I go back. Um, and there's been many other examples of this with corporations that are, uh, anti-gay, or donate or give, like Hobby Lobby, for example, that give to anti-gay organizations that promote homophobia and uh, violence sometimes, or even death in some cases, towards gay people. I am all for uh, intimidating these people and telling these people, you know, that it's not okay because it's not okay. We don't live in 1959 or 58. We live in 19, or excuse me, <laughs> we live in 2014 and it's not okay anymore to say, I don't like black people. They can't live in my community. They can't live next door to me because there are laws that prevent that. It's not okay to say, I don't think women should vote or women should have the same rights that we have because we have laws against that. And it should not, it's not okay anymore, even though people think it is, to say, I can't stand gay people. Gay people make me sick, disgusting, and they shouldn't have the same rights that I do um, because we are now having laws that prevent that. And so just because you feel a certain way about something, if it's against the law or it somehow promotes anti or bigotry or prejudice or something like that, you better fucking believe we have the right to speak our minds. We, you better fucking believe that we have a right to say what we're going to say and defend ourselves against you. Because just as any war, 
war goes, you have one side and you have another. And typically, not always, but not always, but typically in war, there's a, there's a side that's on a uh, the right side and there's a side that's on the wrong side, meaning um, objectively so. And when it comes to being on the right side of human liberties and human rights, civil liberties, et cetera, um, obviously these people are on the wrong side. So yes, there may be people who consider that to be mafioso behavior, but I would obviously disagree. And I have to say that it's completely ridiculous for um, people like this um, the CEO dude to expect there not to be a backlash um, when his, his past has come back to haunt him. That's the thing. What you've done in your past speaks volumes because people often say, oh, I've changed or I'm different or whatever. And sometimes that's true and sometimes it isn't. But your past will often speak volumes about who you were and who you have become and say volumes about the things that have remained unspoken that you yourself have never said or would never say in public. And that's just like with the Paula Deen thing. Paula Deen was not known as a racist or someone whom would have been considered to be anti-gay or anti-black or anti-women or whatever. But she actually, even though she's a woman, but actually she, her behavior, her actions and the things that she's done have proven differently, just like anything else. You know, your actions speak louder than words. That's the old saying. And it is an old saying because it's fucking true. Um, you, what you do says far more about your character and your personality than your words do. For God's sakes, there are so many people that I've known online, offline, wherever, that they say a lot of shit, but what they do is completely um, antithetical to that, to that statement. So I think that people, um, people's behavior tells the truth about whom and what they are, how they conduct themselves and how they behave and how they react to certain situations or, or being, um, being threatened or being, um, you know, attacked or, or whatever, or somebody talking about them behind their back or whatever the case may be. I think people, the true character of a human being is dictated by how they react and how, or how they don't react. So, um, so yeah, there's maybe a gay mafia in some sense of the word, if you consider setting up for our rights, uh, mafioso behavior. But if that's the case, consider me the fucking Don. Okay. I'll be right back.
All right, so we're back. That's Icarus. Uh, so uh, picking up real quick before I move on about what I was talking about, um, there was a uh, there was a, a statement by Glenn Beck, whom I'm going to call my asshole of the week, by the way. Um, he said that gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender groups belong are becoming terrorists, that we are essentially a terrorist group because we are essentially talking about, you know, things like with the Mozilla uh, CEO having to step down as a result of our pressures on the company and our boycotting it, um, saying, saying that we are terrorists because of this. And so it's always ironic to me <laughs> when or it is ironic to me that he would say that considering that this man himself is a definite terrorist and has always terrorized the gay community from uh, stern to stem because we have always been at the unfortunate um, behest of his complete and utter um, idiocy on his show uh, aimed at us and how horrible the gay people are and how disgusting we are and how it's uh, we're anti-moral and whatever the case may be. And so, and he, of course, is very much a proponent of the Christian right. And the Christian right, of course, is also one of our worst enemies because unfortunately they are constantly fighting against our civil liberties and our rights as gay people. Well, um, I have to say to Mr. Beck, shut the fuck up. Uh, because basically he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Like everything he says on his show, the man is completely without any kind of merit. If you listen to his show, if you've ever listened to it, which I've only done in sound clips, I must admit, because I cannot stand to listen to him speak at all about anything whatsoever, because the man is a fucking asshole, idiot, and a moron. Um, but he is planning on traveling this summer. Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Three-day weekends are the stuff happiness is made of, especially when it's time for Haverty's July 4th sale, where literally everything is on sale. Sadly, every three-day weekend has to end eventually, but your new furniture will bring you happiness for years to come. Haverty's, we furnish happiness. Wrong, that we are not terrorists. As I just pointed out to you a moment ago, what we are is fighting for our rights. Yes, we can be voraciously uh, attacking someone because we want, we're tired of being second-class citizens in a country in which we pay first-class taxes and are treated as second-class citizens in. And yes, we may come across as being mafiosos or terrorists because we boycott companies, but that's simply because we're showing people the power of the gay, lesbian, bi, transgender questioning group because we do have power in this country. And if you're not going to support our rights, if you're going to actually actively uh, work against them, you better fucking believe we're going to actively fucking work against you. You better fucking believe we're going to actively not, excuse me, we're going to curtail and boycott your establishment or your product or whatever it might be, because that's the only fair thing to do. Of course, we're not going to support you anymore, because if you don't want our, uh, if you don't want to support us, then you certainly don't want our business either. So fuck you, Glenn Beck, you fucking idiot. I can't believe, and he's actually in Texas now, in Dallas, where I live, unfortunately. Uh, and, you know, he actually has a mega church. He's actually, I'm not even a mega church, a mega center type thing. I don't know what it's called. It's not a church. It's like a, 
it's like a political action center or some shit. He's opening here after his show got canceled because he was too anti-gay. So that's why he's just bitter. Anyway, um, next topic. <laughs> so um, there's uh, an article I read earlier about gay porn and um, saying that, asking the question whether um, we as gay people find or think that the gay porn industry should be responsible for safe sex. Because I've talked about this briefly before on my show too, uh, a few months ago when I, I mentioned it because there was, um, Lucas, uh, Michael Lucas, who, uh, is a huge porn, uh, producer. His, his studio for a very long time, uh, refused to show, um, barebacking uh, in his videos. He had a very strict anti-barebacking policy. However, he lifted that policy a few months ago because because uh, his business was suffering. So people weren't buying his videos or watching his videos online as much as they were the ones that were barebacking videos. Barebacking, if you don't know, which I'm sure you do, is just basically means having sex without a condom, not safe sex, essentially. And so, um, um, so he, for a very long time, was an advocate of it and stated that it was very important to him that he continued to um, you know, show safe sex in videos. Um, however... People are saying that it's it's not really the responsibility of a porn studio to promote safe sex, um, and I have to agree to some extent. First of all, it, it, how do I say this? First of all, um, gay porn or porn in, in, of any kind, pornography is a is a fantasy. Um, first of all, most of us are not going to ever have sex with a porn star or someone who looks like them. Most of us are going to have sex with people who look like us, which are typically people who are average or maybe a little better looking than average or whatever. Or even if we are good looking, um, porn stars are typically not the kind of people you run into every single day, although they're out there among us. My point is, is that it's a fantasy of having sex with this kind of person that you typically wouldn't be having sex with. And also the, the situations are a fantasy as well. I mean, do you really think that, you know, the pizza boy coming to live, deliver you pizza, um, is going to happen, you know, obviously that's a fantasy or that, um, you know, while you're jacking off in the locker room, somebody's watching a hot football player is going to come over and it leads to an orgy or, or, <laughs> um, you know, or, or whatever the case may be in, in porn and porn bareback sex is just, just sex. And it's just feel, it looks good. It feels good, whatever. But in reality, it's dangerous. And we have to remember that there's a distinction there between pornography and between, reality, just like there is with art, with art or, or with television, for example, or with movies. We're not expecting, well, if you are, you're very naive, you know, expecting to have the kind of life or the romantic uh, existence or meet someone the way you meet someone in Harry Met Sally or or in, um, in Jerry Maguire, you know, where you complete me or whatever. And those kind of things. And someone comes running over to your home in the rain and to profess their love to you and everything works out for wonderful for the rest of your life. I mean, those things are great fantasies and things, romantic, you know, um, ideals, but they're not reality, just like with pornography. So I don't find that that it is the um, responsibility of, um, oh, hey, Caleb in the chat room there. Thanks for joining me. I don't think it is the responsibility of um, the porn porn pornographers to actually um, promote safe sex because they're promoting a fantasy. Now, the, the, the performers, however, um, you know, when you're, when they're doing this, I essentially they're getting paid. They are getting paid for what they're doing. That's what makes it pornography and not prostitution. Um, I mean, well, and not, um, because it's on camera, I mean, 
they're getting paid for what they're doing. So because of this, um, they're taking the risk. They, they're aware, they should be aware of the risks of having bareback sex with someone who's a sex performer or a sex worker, essentially. Both of them probably uh, are people who have sex for a living on screen or off screen, meaning they're probably prostitutes as well. A lot of porn stars are also prostitutes or prostitution or in prostitution, I mean. Um, so the idea that they don't have a lot of sex is naive. And so the fact that they're having sex with someone uh, who is, who is, um, and they themselves, for example, may consider themselves to be negative, HIV negative. Um, they should just consider the set themselves to, to be positive because the, the likelihood of them catching something through bareback sex with a sex worker who probably has sex with 200 people a week or 550 people a week or something like that, at least, um, strangers and may or may not have safe sex with them is very likely that they're going to end up getting HIV at the very least and gonorrhea and chlamydia and herpes and syphilis and all these other horrible diseases you can get from, from unsafe sex. So although these performers themselves are promoting some sort of a fantasy for the viewers like us, and I watch porn and I'm a big proponent of it. I love it. I think it's a great thing. And it gets you through dry spells when you're not having sex and it gets you through, you know, if you're really horny and your husband's not, it gets you through it whatever. So it's a good thing, but it's not uh, a good thing. I think in, in the idea of being a, um, being a sex worker or performer says so they are putting themselves at risk, but they're getting paid to do it. So I, my point is, is like, yeah, it's irresponsible of the performers in some way to put themselves at risk if they themselves don't know the status of the person they're having sex with, but it's not the responsibility of the porn industry as a whole to promote safe sex when that's not what the market wants. Um, so that's what I think about that. Okay. Going to take another quick break, come back and we can get a drink. I'm actually drinking tequila and it's making me really thirsty and drying me out. So I'm going to get some water. Um, and, uh, uh, and come back and we're going to talk about, um, would you actually, uh, what would you do for $25,000 a month? Because we have, uh, someone we're going to talk about coming up in a moment that is, uh, actually selling themselves for $25,000 a month, um, to be somebody's, uh, boy toy. So, uh, we'll be right back after this and we'll find out. Girls, 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 girls,
All right, so we're back. I did not mean to play that song. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um, I pushed. The, I picked the wrong song on my thing there. Anyway, so we're back. Um, before I move on, um, speaking of safe sex and not safe sex, uh, there is a meningitis strain uh, and scare in the gay population in Los Angeles that's spreading. Um, it's a really rare form of, or toxic, or not toxic, um, um, vicious form of meningitis, which can actually lead to death. And um, there wasn't actually a, a case of this where a guy, a very healthy gay guy, got meningitis about a year ago and uh he seemed fine the next day he was dead so um it's happened to like six or seven more people in la county and it's um apparently could be spreading so be careful if you're gay have safe sex and be careful but the thing about meningitis is it's spread through other means as well it can be spread through kissing even i think so um it's uh dangerous so hopefully you're in a committed long-term relationship and not to worry about that like me <clears throat> anyway um so there is a story about um, Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein's been dating this guy for a long time. His name is, what is his name? Nick Gruber, I think, or something like that. Um, and he, Nick Gruber is a model, and um, he's been, um, he's, he's a famous, uh, well, he's a Calvin Klein model because he met him, Calvin Klein or whatever. But anyway, apparently he gives him, uh, they've been on and again, off again for the past like four or five years or something like that. He's much older than Nick Gruber is. Nick Gruber is like 25 years old and, and, uh, Calvin Klein, I think is like 70. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, the guy obviously is an opportunist and I mean, he's obviously after his money and wants his money. The guy's not very talented. He can't really do much other than model. And he's not a very nice guy. And he, he claims that he's heterosexual, by the way, he says he's straight. He actually, speaking of Michael Lucas earlier, the porn uh, producer, was kicked out of a party that he held um, about six months ago um, for being a complete asshole to all the gay guys who were hitting on him and like pushing them off of him and saying, I'm not gay, I'm not gay, and stuff like that when he was broken up with Calvin Klein at the time. So it's really bizarre. Um, he may not be gay. He may be a straight guy who's just gay for pay, which happens sometimes. Um, but, uh, I mean, if you're getting fucked in the ass, that kind of makes you kind of gay to me, but you know, whatever. Um, if it's another guy fucking you, I mean, um, but anyway, so, so he's giving him $25,000 a month in allowance. $25,000 a month is like $300,000 a year to do nothing. All he has to do is look pretty and stay in shape and like, oh my God, that's all he has to do. And I was thinking how nice that must be to, just be so beautiful and gorgeous that someone is willing to pay you $25,000 a month, $300,000 a year to do nothing. Now for me, I personally, if I were, if I were fortunate enough to be that gorgeous and if I were single and stuff and someone wanted to take care of me like that, if I were, you know, couldn't do anything else with myself and couldn't take care of myself, well, I guess I would do that. But to do that, you really have to be someone who has no ambition and no kind of real, um, goals in life. I mean, you're just giving yourself up your youth, et cetera, for, for money. Of course, that means also if you save it and you're smart, you save the money and you don't just spend it all every year, which is unlikely. He's probably going to spend it all that when you're in your old age, you'll have plenty of money and have to worry about working, which is a good wise thing to do. So I can see both sides of the coin, but most likely this guy is going to spend it all and not do anything else. Um, but the thing about youth is it fades, it ends, it doesn't last forever, and it's not forever. So <clears throat> youth fades, beauty beauty fades, no matter who you are, no matter what plastic surgery you have, no matter how much... Uh, how many injectables you take, it fades, it goes away. So if you're basing a relationship only on beauty, you're really in for a shock as you get older, um, as that person gets older anyway. I have an aunt who um, is 
considered very beautiful, beautiful. She was all of her life, very gorgeous, beautiful. I mean, she could have been like a movie star. She was really pretty. And um, men just like fawned over her all the time. And anyway, she was younger or whatever. She's like 80 now. But uh, she's my aunt. She's my mom's sister. Um, but she actually um, was dependent upon her beauty her entire life. And she didn't really go, she didn't go to college or anything like that. And she's not, and she's not stupid, but she's not, you know, well-educated or anything, but she's been around the world and traveled and kind of educated herself that way. But she depended on her looks for so long. And when she got older, she finally realized that guys were only with her for her looks. And one man she dated, his name was Steven, actually made her wear makeup to bed. And if she didn't wear makeup, she, so she had to get up every morning. She would take it off after he went to sleep and get up every morning and put the makeup on her face so that she, she he wouldn't see her without makeup. I mean, that's how, that's how, um, how vain and um, that her partners were, and they wanted her for her beauty only. And so she's she's married now, whatever. And I don't even like her as a person, but I'm just telling you this because she's she, um, that's an example of how people can really waste their lives on the wrong people based on on those kinds of things. But you know, whatever. Anyway, so I don't know what he's going to do, but I guess he's going to take the twenty five thousand dollars a month and stay with the guy and uh, until he croaks, I guess. But whatever. I just don't really have a lot of respect for that at all. Um, let's see what else. I have on my list here before I go. I've got oh Chris Chris Evans is starring of course in Captain America. Chris Evans, you know, I think is just a hot, 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 beautiful, hot, hot, sexy motherfucker guy. I think he's just so sexy. And um he is Captain America and he's in the new movie that's out now. I was going to go see it this weekend, but unfortunately um, my husband and I a friend of ours uh, went out to eat and then after the dinner we're gonna go and Neither of them wanted to go. They're both older than me. I think they're just old. So they didn't want to go. They were tired. And so I wanted to go, but I didn't go. So I didn't get to see it. So I guess I'll see it next weekend or next week or something. But I think it's uh, uh, a movie you should definitely check out. I'm definitely going to look it up. Um, and my last thing I wanted to say was a shout out. My shout out of the day goes to Harvey, the Harvey, the Postal Service for making the Harvey Milk stamp. Now, I'm sure you all know who Harvey Milk was because of the movie Milk. I knew who Harvey Milk was long before that when I was in high school when I read the book, The Life and Times of Harvey Milk, which was an amazing book, a biography about his life. <clears throat> and I actually... I wanted to start a magazine when I was younger and I've done that since then. But, um, and I was started the magazine. I was going to start it and call it milk for a long time. Cause I just looked up to him so much, but, uh, I never did that obviously. But anyway, he was an incredible, incredible person to have done what he did. He just was similar to me and, and people like me and people that I know who are activists and people who really want to make a difference with their lives and are not going to back down to, uh, bigotry or to intimidation, but just do what's right for the community. Um, and he wasn't looking to be some big star. He was just doing what was right for him and his, his camera shop and his, his, uh, his relationships and his, his life. And he knew it was wrong. So he stood up for it. So, um, and of course he ended up getting killed for it as well. And so now he's an icon um, of the gay community and he has his own stamp now. It's going to be released on Harvey Milk Day, which I think is May 22nd. Um, so it'll be a forever stamp. So be sure and get your Harvey Milk stamp. I'm going to get mine just because I want to have it for posterity, posterity. and uh, to look at. I think it'll be cool. So um, that's it. That's my game ask for tonight. I have nothing else to say. I appreciate those of you who came tonight to listen and I'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, for more, I hope you guys have a great night. Thanks for listening. Good night.
time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got- 